You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, I guess we have to move on to what happened last yeah. night. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, these, this is the kind of conversation we're going to have, so... Um, and this is the kind of uh, weekly guest that we have on in, in Sean, and I'm so glad that he's co-host in this program because, you know, as you could tell, he was covering the Texas Stars in Grand Rapids today. Uh, so last night, an impressive performance, and I know people might say Anaheim is not good. Anaheim, to me, has been competitive in a lot of games. Um, they have some terrific young talent. Uh, last night was all about the Dallas Stars, um, I think kind of overshadowed something that you and I were talking about and you mentioned you'd like to see Jake Ottinger have a good game. He had a real good game last night. So kind of yep. overshadowed by um, uh, a guy that was drafted um, <laughs> called uh, um, Jason Robertson and how impressive that he's been. Uh, but all around um, start to finish, uh, I thought that was probably top three as far as their complete games this year. Yeah, I mean, I know I'd have to, I definitely have no issue putting it in that category right away. I'd obviously have to go through the schedule to, 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 to say it with super confidence, but I have no issue with, with that assertion at all of being a top, top three game of the top three, top five game of the year for sure for them. Um, truly the type of game where you, you beat, obviously, you know, you, the Ducks are, they're not a good team, and that's okay. But that's what, and I've said this on this podcast before, good teams win big at times against bad teams, and they show who they are. How many times, and I've made this example to you before, Gavin, we've talked before about in the past, under some prior coaches and things like that, the Stars would play a bad team, and they would play down to that level. They would be drawn into a 2-1 game when they should have, when they had the quality to win 3 or 4 nothing, or 3 or 4-1. to one. And I love that they just, went out and won five, nothing. It was left. No questions asked. They went out and did that. And I, I think it's, we need, I, I think we also need to say right now, and it's just important to, to shout it from the rooftops. It's December 2nd. Jason Robertson leads the NHL with 22 goals. He's second in the league with 39 points and he didn't play a single preseason game. So if there's ever an argument <laughs> for NHL, for NHL preseason being way too long, let's just give Jason Robertson stat line to the world. <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely. I mean, and that's quickly forgotten. And man, I mean, what a bargain that contract is right now. Um, you know, I mean, still a long way to go, but um, you know, just his confidence and the little things. The fact you know, you always say like act like you've been there before. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a little bit of a celebration. But truly, I feel like he's trying to hold things down as far as not wanting to talk about himself, um, you know, like on the postgame show. Not yeah. he, he just I think it's like, yeah, good team win. And I think that's what he's all about. And that's what I'm almost 
as equally impressed by is the development of him as a person in the room as much as I am on the ice. I mean, the on-ice stuff, the confidence is flying high. That first goal, I mean, that's not, you know, fluky. you got to put things in front of the net. He's trying to make things happen. And, uh, you know, yeah, it got bounced in. But look who put it in front of the net. And just yeah. the, the the calmness. Um, so, I mean, just, you know, setting up people, uh, the way he moves. Um, as we talk about, it's not incredible speed. He's fine on the ice. But he eludes defenders, and he just holds on to the puck, which is so impressive. I, I will say what I love is it's almost contagious because on Wyatt Johnston's goal, um, I don't know of many 18-year-olds that are going to hold that puck, come across the crease, and then shoot it. Um, you know, just incredible patience from two young, up-and-coming studs for the Stars. Yeah, I know... I, I know with, with Jason, and I want to kind of pivot something on this with Jason. I know sometimes someone may bring up Ty Delandry when they talk about this, but when you're looking at his quality of play and the way he handles himself and the marketability and everything like that, can you can, could you really see anyone else being the captain of the Texas Stars in 2025? Other than Jason Robertson right now, no. obviously, like, like, I mean, assuming, obviously, we're assuming Jamie Ben is not back. If Jamie Ben resigns for a year or something like that, obviously, that's. I'm not saying he takes it from Jamie, but when Jamie Ben leaves, can you really see anyone else being the next captain of the Dallas Stars? I, I can't. I know, I know. Some I've heard the argument. Oh, Ty Delandry has got leadership and all of that, but today's NHL, the captain is also one of your best players. The guy who is also marketable and scores goals and. The way Jason has added some of that leadership and the the way he has built his communication and the way he understands things like I think I think we're I think it's we we I think it's almost fair to start calling him the captain and waiting at some point. I just I don't see anyone else how anyone else taking that role. And plus you add in the fact that he's got the four year deal, he'll be an RFA after that, it'll be a long term deal. You're talking about a guy who is committed to being in Dallas for a long time. I I just I think he is the next captain of the stars and I've just I just wanted to go and I guess I want to just get that out there right now and feel good about myself when that happens again when and, and that actually happens in four years. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. It's, it's, it's a good call. And uh, like I said, I love the leadership. I, I love the patience on the ice. Um, and it's great to see all the youngsters performing at such a high level. Um, I do want to talk about, you know, what happened last night as far as, so Benoit from Anaheim, hard check on Wyatt Johnston. Um, yeah. But it was a legal check, and we do have to remember Wyatt Johnston is not a big person. So, you know, went down, Marchment along with others came in, which you always like to see, and Marchment drew the extra penalty for instigating along with fighting and a game misconduct. And a lot of stars were upset and a lot of people thought, you know, as I saw one person tweet, you know, to the NHL, you know, stop yeah. stop running at our younger players. And 
I, I tried to explain, like, I, I, I don't think that they're being run. I think it was just a solid hit, just like Ty Delandria had a solid hit on one of the Anaheim stars later. So, mm-hmm. you know, it is what it is. They're youngsters, and the best way to slow them down is through physicality. So I'm glad the stars jumped in, but at the same time, you know, you have to understand the NHL is, you know, that that's the edict to the referees is like make sure that instigator's called. Yeah, and I didn't I didn't really like the instigator on that one actually. Like I I I, I thought there's been times where I've been okay with the instigator. I didn't like that one because um to me, I think just the fight itself is enough on that like i think i think if you wanted to give marchment an additional two i think i'd be okay with that and i understand that they were doing it by the rules and and, that, and that's fine i just i personally thought the full game misconduct was harsh for marchment and personally i would have liked to see him just get an extra two for that instead of the full game i understand why the refs did it but that's just my personal feeling on it i don't i i, I think I agree. There is, there's there's a space where the instigator should be used. There's a space where it shouldn't. And there's also a space for understanding kind of the understanding game management too. So that's just kind of my thought on that. I was okay. I I mean, yeah. you know, if they call an instigator, you know, so be it. Uh, didn't understand the game misconduct, but uh, um, I guess that comes along with the uh, territory. Um, I will yeah. say, you know, I felt like Benoit got a little extra pushing, you know, when Johnston was down there. But I think the Stars players were coming to Johnston's defense anyway, and he responded the best way he can by scoring a, you know, a, a really nice goal later on. Um, yeah. So, yeah, sure. you know, that's that's the best way to uh, the best way to do it. it you know, it's it, it's really good to see that the Stars players the a lot of the veterans are responding to you know what's happening with the youngsters but stars fans have to understand this is a way that you're going to have to someone will try to go after jason robertson at some point to try to slow him down one of the ways to slow people down is to be physical i'm not talking dirty hits i'm just talking you know slow them down the same way if you're you know you're if you pin dallas in the defensive end you're probably going to try if you can to lay a hit on miro hashkinen that's that's a good way to get him off the puck and slow him down. Um, so physicality is a part of the sport. So uh, on to Minnesota on Sunday, yep. an afternoon tilt. So you can kind of do a double header. You can watch the wild and then listen to uh, the fan where we have uh, Cowboys coverage. I'm, I'm really interested in this one, Sean, because, you know, similar to St. Louis, how do you fare against your division opponents? A big comeback against the Blackhawks, um, you know, recently. And then you went into uh, St. Louis, and wow, um, that was an impressive win. So, uh, I, you know, Minnesota and what they've got going on, this is a team, I think, that will be right there with the Stars fighting for playoff positioning. Yeah, I, I watched them in Minnesota on Thursday night. They played the uh, they played Edmonton on uh, they played Edmonton on Thursday night last night Thursday, and I, so I was flipping back and forth a little bit watching that game as well, and. It was interesting to see Minnesota had kind of one of those games against Edmonton where it's kind of like a you throw it out game for Edmonton. It was a really weird game because Edmonton and Minnesota hadn't played since Sunday and they were the home team. And so they had Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday off while Edmonton played Chicago Wednesday night and then Minnesota Thursday night. Like it was a, it was a, it was frankly a schedule win for Minnesota. It was a very bizarre schedule for the Oilers. I call it a schedule loss for the Oilers who basically really didn't have much of a chance 
be with the nature of it. I mean, they only Edmonton only had 21 shots last night. That's the lowest shot total they've had all season. Um, they're averaging like 29.8 or something like that. So I saw the number earlier today. Um, and uh, so Minnesota is a team that comes into Sunday and I'm assuming they're not playing. I should double check. I should schedule right now. Yeah, they don't actually, you know, Minnesota actually plays tomorrow against the ducks. So you do get a chance where you get to do, try to do the opposite to Minnesota on Sunday to what Minnesota did to the wild. Minnesota will play in the second game of a back-to-back. It's an afternoon game. Like it's a, it's a game where if you're Dallas, you want to come out early in that one. You want to kind of put your foot down right away because a it's a, uh, a team on the second game of a back-to-back, but B, I always, those afternoon games are always funny because players' energy is always off because that's right around the time they're used to taking their pregame nap. Like players are such, yeah. are such creatures, players are such creatures of habit and everyone, almost all players take around that pregame nap around two, three o'clock-ish roughly. They're usually, some guys take a longer nap than others, things like that. But so the the two o'clock uh the two o'clock puck drop is going to be right in kind of prime nap time and so you got one team coming off uh there well the other team's coming off a back to back you're a bit rested that's one where you want to make a statement in the first period I don't think uh I I think that'll be kind of a bit of the message going in from Pete DeBoer on that one yeah absolutely it's a it's 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 a fun week for Stars fans you get the uh, uh you get the Wild and then coming up you have the Toronto Maple Leafs who are playing really well. Uh, that's on Tuesday, and then uh, Thursday, your uh, the homestand continues against the Sens, who aren't playing well. I recently saw them in Vegas, and they looked completely different than uh, what the start of the year looked like for the uh, Ottawa. And, and then you get uh, the Red Wings at home for a Saturday afternoon tilt. I'm excited to see the youth yeah. of the Red Wings, uh, who are an up and coming team. So just a just a fun week of uh, uh, of Stars hockey. I did want to ask you: uh, Minnesota made a trade. For Ryan Reeves from the New York Rangers, uh, real good room guy, physical presence, fourth line presence, um, has come up big in playoffs before. But I wanted to ask you from a Stars perspective, do you think that they need to be more physical on their lower lines? Do the, do the Stars need to be more yeah, physical? Yeah, I was just wondering, yeah, like, yeah. from a, you know, I mean, how would a Ryan Reeves fit? I mean, and clearly the Stars are playing at a very high level right now. But I think that, you know, towards the playoffs, maybe someone on the back end that's a little bit more physical and maybe someone that's a fourth liner um, that has more of a physical uh, presence. Um, And, you know, Uh, I saw that Ryan Reeves and I was like, okay. Now, I say that to say Luke Glendening has played fantastic once again for the Stars. I love having him on the squad, love having him in the face-off circle. Um, You know, so I just wanted to get your thoughts. yeah, I, I don't know about a Ryan Reeves. I don't think like I look at the Stars roster and the one place you see where maybe where you would like uh where I would like a replacement or an upgrade and hopefully he does it himself um is Dennis Gurionov just frankly because of how you're lo- we've been looking for that. We've talked about Denny a lot. We're looking for that consistency. We're looking for him to take that next step. Um but I don't I wouldn't replace him with a Ryan Reeves type like to me, the type of player that if you're adding a guy like that, from my perspective, kind of the more physical guy, like I look at, I would love a world where Riley Tufty could turn into that guy, where you have that guy internally, where you have that guy who can be physical, has a little bit of skill and came through 
and doesn't cost you an asset. And that's always one of those where to me, that's always kind of, I don't hold anything against Ryan Reeves as a player or what he's done, but it's, it's just always amazing to me to how many things he's been traded for. Like at one point he was traded for a first round pick. And I think, I think that's poor asset management when you're using assets to try to bring that in. I think the stars have guys like that. They just need to, they need them to develop. I think Riley Tufty can grow into that. I think you had, I think Luke Lindenning can obviously not super tough or big and stuff like that, but Luke Lindenning plays a different role than that. Den anyway, he's a, he's a good centerman who wins draws. Um, I guess this is just kind of my, my hope and my hope that Riley Tufty can become that person. And I don't think it's going to happen this year, but maybe in the long run, but that's, that's kind of my hope with that. Um, and if I'm Dallas on the back end, the, I, I get where you're saying on the size and a little bit bigger in physicality. The question becomes for me is I just don't see, um, I don't see where I, where I don't see a place where I'm willing to make a sacrifice to move out for it. That's kind of where my, my issue comes uh, conceptually. It's a great idea, but I just run into the problem of, I don't want to sacrifice that spot that could go to, I, I don't want to sacrifice that spot and build another roadblock in the way of the Thomas Harleys of the world. And yeah. that's kind of where my, my mindset goes on that. Okay. I, I get, I get it. No, that, yeah. uh, that, that totally makes sense.